Welcome to All The Therapies. We're two clinicians who try out different therapeutic practices so you can find the right type of healing for you. I'm Abby Crom. I'm Mona E. Shaker. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very special episode. We have with us today our guest, Carly Jennings. She is an astrologer from La Fifth House. Welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. Yeah, we're so, so excited for this. So happy for you to be here. Can you introduce yourself to the audience today? Yeah. So my name is Carly Jennings. I am, I identify as a Chicana astrologer with the company La Fifth House, which is my company, my astrology and art company. I grew up here in Southern California and astrology was not my primary career choice. I worked Mm. in the music industry for 15 Mm. years and this, it presented itself. So Mm. here I am. Yeah. That's so cool. Cause yeah, I know like on your website, you're listed as an artist. And so I'm curious about that. And then, yeah, like tell us a little more about your like astrology framework. Sure. So the background with the music industry, well, I'll give you a quick Mm -hmm. heads up on that. So I actually started working in music, like as an intern and I was really kind of I call it hitting like music boot camp because I worked <laughs> with this famous artist and it was a little chaotic. So I got thrown into the fire a lot to put out fires and fix things. And it was really great in, in teaching me everything that I felt like I needed to know. Mm-hmm. It set me up for a long career in music. I worked in kind of off assets. I worked in labels, management side, assistant side, touring. i did a lot of things in that sense. And one of the last things I was working on were more large-scale cultural events. And then COVID happened, which Mm. gave me an opportunity to pivot and spend more time with this little secret thing that I was doing that no Mm. one really knew about. Cool. And here I am now with my astrology practice. And in this practice, it is based on the Campanus house system. Mm. So for astrology nerds everywhere, Mm. house systems help us to determine which houses your placements fall in. So a more traditional practice uses something like whole sign house systems. There's also Coke. There is Placidus. There's equal house signs. There's just many different house systems, but Campanus is the one that I've found the most success with. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing a little bit about what the framework (laughs) is. And I think it's kind of interesting, and I think that a lot of people experience this during the pandemic of pivoting or, you know, like... You know, especially, right? Like, especially if it's like, oh, something that I get a lot out of, something more of a creative pursuit, something sort of that, right? Like, why not have that be something that you And, you you know, both myself and and everyone else really in live music, we were one of the first industries to get shuttered Mm -hmm. because before we were all sent home, it was really like, hey, big gatherings, maybe not a good idea. So, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that was putting together a bunch of people in a room without masks and sweating on each other, <laughs> we were we were some of the first to be sent home. Mm-hmm. So I had oh. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate, but very cool that you were able to like, yeah, re- again, yeah. like reorient and, and do something else. Because we got, okay. so yeah, we got a lot out of our chart reading. We it felt very validating, very affirming. Like I left it feeling really positive and really great. And again, awesome. it was just sort of reinforcing the things that like we sort of had an inkling about of just like, yeah, Abinar's like long 
term friendship. Totally. But and I was talking about this. I was trying to explain this to my partner, like what we got, like explaining the actual chart itself. And it sounded like I was talking backwards. Like it just, I could not <laughs> find the words. But can you, yeah, share a little bit about like a synopsis of our chart and what you found? Sure. So I will state for listeners that the reading I gave to the two of you is not my standard reading. Typically in a birth chart analysis for one person, we really go into the depths of your chart. We talk about the aspects and how the planets talk to each other. But with the two of you, I really focus on like the bones, the structure of each of your charts and how they related to each other. So in astrology nerd terms, I was looking at the elements, the modalities. So I was looking at, you know, is it air sign? Is it water sign, earth, fire? And then modalities, is it fixed? Is it cardinal? Is it mutable? How do each of those planets sort of operate in their respective spots on your charts and how working together in this partnership those might complement or, you know, bump up against each other. And as I, I told you in the reading, it was actually really amazing to see how beautifully these placements worked with each other and so compatible and they complemented each other so well. So your reading was a bit different, but it was really about, you know, our planets are kind of only one part of uh, an astrology reading. One of the bigger things is the houses, because the houses tell us what part of our lives that action or that sort of energy is taking place in. So in a traditional reading, I would spend more time looking into, you know, this part of your life means more. This part of your life is particularly exciting. There's a lot happening here. Or there is, you may come up against some stumbling blocks in this part of your life, which I think for a lot of people who I do readings with can be really affirming, right? Mm -hmm. It can really kind of validate like, yes, that has been my experience. And I think for a lot of people living our lives, we see the people around us and they're not having trouble with this thing or, or that's come so easy to them or, you know, why is that so hard for this person? That's just so easy for me. And having a reading, being able to sit down and look, it can really validate that that is actually, if you, you know, respect astrology enough to believe it, but that's here. It's written into this framework that thousands of years of astrological training has laid out for us. I don't know if I answered the correct question. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, you definitely did. So uh, what I can tell is you're really passionate about astrology. And I wonder, like, through, you know, you clearly had, like, a whole different career. So how did you come to astrology? And, like, what's been your own personal journey with it? Sure. So I think, like most teenage girls, I was reading my horoscope in, like, the newspaper (laughs) or Seventeen magazine or whatever I can get my hands (laughs) on. So I knew I was a Scorpio and I, mm. I would see these general statements about like, oh, you're a Scorpio. You wear all black. You are <laughs> intense. All you think about is like boys and making out. And I, was like, <laughs> I don't know that that's my experience. So I, you know, I kind of took it with a grain of salt and then college came along and I was like this angsty college co-ed. And I decided that instead of reading my horoscopes, I was going to be a skeptic. So you know, I have, there's a live journal out there. That I wrote. Oh, yes. yes. That, uh, definitely was like, you know, pages upon pages about why horoscopes are not true. And, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. angsty, angsty Scorpio, I suppose. And then what ended up happening was after college, I was working in, you know, one of my corporate jobs and someone in the office was talking about how they learned how to read charts. 
And I'd never had my chart pulled. I'd never, you know, seen it. And I gave her the information. I think that at that time, for whatever reason, I had my birth time in my Mm. mind. I must have found my, you know, birth certificate or something. And I was able to give her the information. And she pulled it up. She looked at me and said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I had this sort of like, what? What? Like, ouch. I don't like that. That that hurts. And, you know, what's more is that she said it in front of the whole office. So everyone was like, oh, you pariah. There's obviously (laughs) something very wrong with you. Oh, gosh. Um, So that really, like, you know, that bothered me. And turns out I'm kind of stubborn. So I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to do it my damn self. Like, I don't know what she saw because what I realized now was that she wasn't trained to read charts. She knew a website where she could put in information and pull up a general chart. And she had her own sort of value system about what she saw because there was no additional reading to help explain what she was looking at. So I decided it was time for me to look into it myself. And I sort of quietly behind closed doors, mind you, I, there's a public writing somewhere out there where I'm saying that astrology and horoscopes are not true. So I did this very quietly without you know many people knowing. And I didn't really know what it meant at first, but I just kind of had the information. And every now and then I'd kind of look and see and like take a little bit more. And, you know, I'd buy a book and I'd read a little. And and, uh, I think it was, gosh, it was in the last few years that I spent more and more time dissecting my own chart quietly when I'm not at work. And then COVID happened. And I decided, well, this is obviously a great time for me to read more of these books that I've been acquiring and they've been stacked up on my bookshelf and I should, you know, maybe I'll learn more. I need something to do. So I spent a lot of time really kind of diving into the analysis of a birth chart and I learned on my own chart. I don't know that everyone learns on their own chart, but I absolutely did. And I started by learning the traditional approach. So I was using whole sign house system and I was learning how to um, approach it with only the visible planets, which excludes Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And the more I dug in, the more I learned, you know, what felt true for me. Mm -hmm. So I started experimenting with my friends during COVID. We'd have backyard hangouts where Mm -hmm. everyone was masked and we were all, you know, so many feet away because I wanted to actually test on them this new approach with this new house system that I was Mm. really liking. So I was trying, you know, okay, and the whole sign, this is where these placements would be. Does this feel more true for you? And through and through, Campanus felt more accurate for Mm. myself and for the people that I was working with. And in the more like studying and more time I spent with it, the more I realized that I see my chart as like, a beautiful thing. I think it's actually really pretty. And a lot of my practice would be I'm running around the house and I'd think about a question and I'd look at my chart to see if I could understand it better. Mm-hmm. But I wanted my chart to be something that I could like hang in my house, something that mm-hmm. I could just like have like framed so I could reference it, but it could kind of look pretty too. So I started looking to see if anyone like painted birth charts or made them mm-hmm. sort of artistic. And I scoured the internet and couldn't find it. So mm-hmm. I started with my my own chart. And I started by using my daughter's Crayola paints and like wow. um, some, you know, construction paper. <laughs> Slowly, I realized that if I got better materials, it could be better. <laughs> and before you know it, I was making paintings that 
I liked and turned out other people liked and that spiraled. And once the cat was out of the bag with the paintings, that was when everyone was like, I need a reading. So it just, it all fell into my lap at the same time. Very cool. I love yeah, hearing that that story arc. But I like that it started with you being an angsty teenager on live journal ranting. Like that's the only origin story I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's kind of cool. I mean, I kind of like that because I think just in like general, like different types of healing modalities, I think a lot of people tend to have, and this is common, right? Like you have a negative experience and then you just discount mm. that entire experience. And I've heard that with therapy, totally. just in general mm-hmm. therapy. I had a bad therapist. I'm not going to go there anymore, right? Like Absolutely. that, it's not for me, which is so valid, right? Like, of course, like that would of be your course. reaction. I, I like that you you kind of, that's like sort of where it started. And then like, let me learn for myself, right? Like kind of like yeah. taking that on and, and figuring yeah. it out for yourself. And where that ended, like, led you, which is really, like, a cool thing to to hear. Speaking of skepticism, I love, we got to address it, right? There is a lot of skepticism about astrology. So do you respond to skeptics? How how do you respond? So there are different types of skeptics, right? There are people who, like you said, had bad experiences and therefore they're not interested. Someone told them that, oh, they're a Gemini, so it means this. So they're a Scorpio and it means this. And I think that Sometimes sun sign astrology, which just focuses on where your sun is, aka, you know, your birthday, can really kind of try to put people in a box. And people are so nuanced and complicated that no one fits in the same box. It's just, Mm. it's not possible. So I respect it. I respect that sort of skepticism. And then there are people who think that astrology is a belief system and they're skeptical because of that, which I want to be very clear. It is not a belief system. It is actually, you know, a many thousands year old practice. It is a traditional practice and it is essentially a language. It really is math and language. You are calculating degrees, you are calculating distances of degrees, and you are translating accordingly. There is no, at least in my practice, there are many astrologers who incorporate their own sort of woo and their own sort of gifts. My practice is not that. It is very grounded and practical and based exclusively in the translation. So there's not any sort of, you know, this doesn't affect my specific relationship with spirit or God or whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. that is a separate issue entirely. So I want to be clear about that. And, you know, I recently actually, shout out to Chris Brennan of the Astrology Podcast, I need to say. He recently tweeted something that I was so grateful for because he was able to put it into words in a way that I really couldn't, which is that no one will be able to understand your chart like you will. Mm. But no one will be able to express the depth of your chart and the magnitude of your chart like someone else can. So Mm. there is something to be said about having your chart read to you get to validate whether or not what is being said is true, right? But the person on the other side gets to help you recognize how huge and important this is in regards to your personal experience. So it needs to be the two of you together working in tandem to appreciate what's there. So for skeptics, I get it, but find someone who speaks your language. If you need the woo, find the woo. If you need someone grounded, I'm here, but there are others just like me. So that's what I say. Well, and in that way, it's not 
too dissimilar from therapy. You know what I mean? In the sense that like, it's not about being the expert or saying this is definitely what's going on with your life. It's like, let's have a conversation and let's bounce it together. And like, I trust you to be the expert on your life, but here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I can like kind of offer you. And in that same way, I mean, again, one of the reasons that we wanted to do this podcast and talk about that, like healing didn't start with like Freud in the 1920s. You know what I mean? Like that these systems are many cultures independently came up with astrology before they could even connect and know the other was. And so these are like ancient forms of healing and information and understanding. And so to just discount that on the whole, because yes, 17 magazine, I don't know if that's where I would go to like get my number one, like if, you know, I make my life decisions. And that's the thing is like these things weren't invented for magazines. You know, the magazines use them, I think as a source of entertainment, but the history goes further than that. So I think for people just kind of thinking about it in that way that like, whatever your thoughts about it, do you really understand the whole lineage of it? Or are you thinking of, right, that thing, (laughs) which totally, like, and, right, why wouldn't And not every therapist is for every client, right? Exactly. So not every astrologer is for every client. Yeah. Find the person who speaks your language. You find the person who you feel comfortable talking to. And frankly, a chart can be very intimate information. It can really offer, someone who can read it can really get a lot out of it in regards to, like, who you are and how you operate. So finding someone that you trust, much like a therapist, finding someone who you are comfortable opening up to, much like a therapist, because otherwise, you know, you may have a bad experience. Right. I like that your focus of your chart reading was really about self-acceptance. Like, I think that was really thematic and again, not unlike therapy, you know? So yeah, tell us more about how you feel like uh, astrological charts help with self-acceptance. Sure. So I think much like my approach with astrology in general, I approached it like, what's wrong with me? Like, what? why did she say, oh, mm. I'm so sorry? You know, what? explain to me why that is. So what I've found in astrology and, and from looking at my own chart is that, you know, in my family, I was kind of the black sheep. I operated a bit differently from the rest of my family. I was always very sensitive. And I grew up being told, you know, I'm I love my family. I won't disclose their placements, but they didn't have similar placements. But at the time, it was really like, oh, you're so emotional. Oh, you're so Mm. sensitive. And Mm. I really thought, well, there's something wrong with me. Like, why am I like this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up and seeing other people, things were so easy for them. A lot of people, you know, they studied much easier. For me, I had my energy was kind of all over. So I could study. I had that in me, but I also was interested in doing this. And looking at a chart really helped me to be like, oh, oh, so that's why. Like, I'm not just sensitive. I have what's considered a grand water trine which means that I'm a triple water sign. So Mm. my my rising is water. My sun is water. Mm. My moon is water. And they're all different, but they all work together. And like, yeah, I am emotional. And yeah, I am sensitive. No, that's not a problem. That's actually just who I am. And by seeing that and feeling validated by this external practice really gave me this compassion that I couldn't find in the family that I was raised with, or I couldn't find in the people immediately close to me. So there was something to be said for having a practice that was able to essentially tell me I'm not broken. I am this person. And if I use it in a different way, it's actually a gift 
the more I sit there and see it as a problem or I sit there and drown myself in this, I'm this and that's all I am, that's when it becomes problematic, Mm -hmm. right? So it was really a a huge gift in my life to see it from an outside perspective. And my goal is always to help others to do the same. So if there's something where you're like, well, I always do this thing, or this is very private to me, and I don't know why, or I, you know, I can't open up in this way, or my relationships, I run after this long, like, we can look at your chart, and the likelihood is there's something there to help you understand why that is. And maybe we can work with that energy to help you, you know, adjust if that's what you want. And if it's not, it's okay. You can just accept it and lean into that's who I am. It never gives us an excuse to be a jerk, but (laughs) it can help us to say, no, that this is my truth. These are things that are fact for me. And from this point and this self-acceptance, I can move forward. Yeah. And that's so powerful, right? To get to that point, right? And for sure. This is actually who I am, right? It's it's not wrong. It's actually right because it's yeah. written right here. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. What is your understanding of healing? How healing works? Big question. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that is a huge question. So <laughs> as a triple water sign, no, um, <laughs> as someone who is so sensitive and is very emotional, I do think that healing is kind of, it's an ongoing process in my mm-hmm. life. You know, I am someone who loves therapy. I'm also someone who has sought various therapeutic modalities for various problems in my life. And the fact is that I think each one of them has been incredibly important and I've needed them at various times and they've all given me different sort of skills. But healing for me is like a daily practice and it's just an ongoing sort of thing where I'm not broken, I'm human, right? So this thing is hard today. Let's pull these tools that I've gathered from all these various things that I've practiced and what can I do that's going to help me in this moment? Sometimes it's going to be like, writing. Sometimes it'll be meditating. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes, I I don't know that this is everybody's practice, sometimes it is sitting on the couch and watching TV and like Mm -hmm. drinking a coffee and like being fine. It just, (laughs) like sometimes that's it. And there are other times when it is like, I am, you know, a retreat or calling my therapist in a panic in the middle of the day. Like, all of these tools that healing modalities have given me come in on a, like a daily basis for, okay, what's the crisis now? This is the tool. What's this? And one thing that I think comes in more often than not are like-minded friends, right? Mm. Friends who also seek healing in their lives, friends who also go to therapy or also practice growth in some sort of way and are willing to look at the parts of themselves that maybe they aren't psyched about and are willing to work with it and adjust. Those friends often just help me to heal in the moment when all the other tools suddenly have left my mind and I can't remember Mm -hmm. how to do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely I have a similar, like, you know, desire to seek healing where I find it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be through one channel and some people it will be, I I won't get on this whole kick now, but of like, there's some people that will find one thing and go deeper and deeper into that one thing. And there's some people that want to pick from many pots and I'm one of those people. And I think both can lead to healing, right? Yeah. And again, just knowing yourself. So I know you kind of answered this with like finding someone you feel safe with and like feel like connected with and getting your chart read. But I'm sure a lot of people are nervous about getting their chart read for that reason you talked about. Like maybe they'll have like a negative reading or something like that. But what would you say to someone who's on the fence about getting their chart read or? Well, there's a couple parts to that. First thing is I don't think astrology is helpful for anyone who has determined that it's not true for them. 
If you go into it already having determined that I'm going to spend my entire session debunking everything you said, (laughs) you're wasting your money, right? Because like I said, your chart is for you. The astrologer is just meant to reflect it back to you so you can see it and validate it or adjust it accordingly. So if you're on a fence about getting your chart read, honestly, wait until you're ready. Like, wait until you're ready because it's not useful if you're going to walk in with your walls up. When you want to get a chart read, but you're not sure where to start, I think that I hate to point everybody towards social media because (laughs) a lot of people will end up on like those meme accounts with all the (laughs) sun sign astrology, which for the record are fun and funny. And I laugh about them, but I think that they can be a little dangerous if you don't know to take them Mm -hmm. with a grain of salt. But finding astrologers on social media, truly like get a sense of who speaks your language, whose sense of humor do you like, who communicates in a way that makes sense for you, who is not doom and gloom. If you're (laughs) someone who's not seeking doom and gloom, find those people. And truly, if it really is like, I just don't want anyone to see my chart because I'm so worried about what's in there. There are so many courses and so many books that can help you. If you want to learn, learn. It's, I mean, that's, I began self-started. I since took classes and, you know, signed up and joined groups and all of those things have sort of expanded me. But if you just want to understand what you're looking at, absolutely crack open a book. Jenny Nicholas, her book, which is beautifully written and it's perfect for someone who is just looking at a chart for the first time and it walks you through how to read your own chart. So it's beautiful. It's wonderful if you want to just kind of get a glimpse of your own and you don't really want anyone else looking at it. So I'm, I'm not here to exclusively sell people on my services. I really think that astrology is just such a beautifully healing approach if you use it that way and it should be available to everyone. Yeah, I like that point. Like the self-education piece, it really helps you as, as somebody who is seeking healing, like just to be more informed about what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good, it can be just a good starting off point uh, yes. just to get a little bit more information. Absolutely. Um, and then the thing you said about social media, I think like the one of the positive things about the, now that like everybody, every healer you could pros- most likely find on social media, yeah. the website is so curated. Like you kind of, it's hard to sometimes maybe get that personality or that, that feel of like the healer. And, but with social media, you could see their post, what they've, and then you could get a much more sort of nuanced, like better idea of like, okay, like I like sort of their, their point of view. This Absolutely. Yeah. What a great tool. I agree. Awesome. It has been so lovely chatting with you. Speaking of social media, where can people find you? So, yeah, speaking of social media. So I am on Instagram at LaFifthHouse. So that's L-A-F-I-F-T-H-H-O-U-S-E for anyone listening. Same with my website, LaFifthHouse.com. Easy. Awesome. And we'll put those in the show notes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Carly. Thank it was you. awesome. I loved this whole story. Oh, thank you both. I'm just so grateful. So appreciate awesome. you inviting me. Always, of course. All right. Have a great one, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us. Check out our show notes to learn more about this episode and to find all the ways to follow us. And remember, if you're curious, try it.